Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast, episode 103. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. It's an honor that you are here, whether this is your first time or you've been here for a while. I am a firm believer that it's not by accident that you're here. And my prayer is that the Lord would use this in a mighty way within your life. That no matter what you got going on, whether you go through the best of times or the worst of times, that you know that you were created with a far greater plan and purpose than anything this world can offer. And as we are here, we are going to lean into the one who makes us whole. Real quick, I'll go over what color and chaos is for those that are maybe joining in for the first time. And you're kind of confused. Okay, why is there three words all in one word? And what does it have to do with my life? And why should I invest my time into this? I'll try to answer those questions, but I know if I'm being honest that within my life that it's not necessarily the things that were easy, the things that were just kind of a breeze to get through the seasons of life where everything was good. It's not necessarily those times where I have grown the most. If I'm being honest with you, it's the times of difficulty, of hardship, of challenge, of uncomfortability. Those are the times when I look back I can see that, okay, in those moments, I grew so much, not only as a man, and I I got to know more about myself, but I grew in my understanding and my relationship with my creator, savior, and sustainer. See, we as humans, we have this tendency within us that whenever we go through chaos, hardships, difficulties, uncomfortabilities, we want to do everything that we can within our control and power to run away from that which threatens us. But the irony of it is, is that instead of running away from that which challenges us, if we instead lean into our creator, savior, sustainer saying, okay, Lord, I want to see you in this because I know that I on my own cannot produce a color out of this chaos. The Bible talks about how we have a God that can use what the enemy meant for evil and use it for good. So coloring chaos is exactly that. It's just crying out saying, look, do not give up in the seasons of chaos. God has not abandoned you. But if anything, the Lord can use this chaos in order to grow you into the man or the woman that he has created you to be. And that is not just a cliche, but we literally have a creator, savior, and sustainer that can redeem all things. And he has proven that through Christ. And so again, I want to encourage you to, to just lean into this podcast, no matter what you got going on to your life right now. Maybe right now you are going through a season of a lack of chaos. But even if you are going through a lack of chaos right now, the cool thing about what we're talking about here at Color and Chaos is that we can apply this no matter where we're at because we know that there will be a day where we will get head-to-head with chaos. And most of the chaos that comes to us, most of the difficulties, the hardships, are things that we never could have expected. I know right now I'm living in a chaos that I broke my ankle a couple months ago and I've been going through the chaos of an unexpected injury that has literally changed my world right now of, of what I can do, what I can't do, how I can do it, and, and, and limitations have been put on me that I wasn't expecting. But there is a color in chaos when I lean not on my own understanding, my own strength, my own ability, but I lean into the one who makes us whole. And so real quick, I want to pray for you. It's one of the big honors I get to have on this podcast is I get to pray for you. Many of you listening or watching this right now, I've never met. But how awesome is that? Even though we've never met, I can still be able to be a part of what the Lord is doing in your life. And so again, may we just open up our hearts right now uh, to whatever the Lord wants to do. And I just want to pray for you real quick. All right, here, let's pray. Lord God, just thank you so much for this opportunity. 
Thank you for another week. Uh, Lord, as I'm recording this right now, um, there's a lot going on within this country. Uh, there's a presidential debate coming on this week. And um, by the time people are listening or watching this, it would have already been done. But Lord, there's things going on in this country. There's chaos in this country. But Lord, not only is there chaos within this country, Lord, there is chaos within our heart. There is anxieties, worries, doubts, insecurities, things that are going on inside of us. And Lord, we're not going to say that that is who we are. But Lord, we need to acknowledge that it is there so that we can bring it to you. Lord, help us right now in this moment as I'm speaking. Lord, help us, including myself, help us surrender everything that we have on our heart to you. Lord, will you please have your will and way within this time that we have together? Have your will and way in today. And Lord, just please move within me. Help me not speak from my own words, but help me speak what it is that you are desiring to communicate today to us. Lord, we need you so bad. We're nothing without you. And it's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. The season that I'm in right now, as I shared at the very beginning, is a season I never would have expected to be in. I recognize that there are ways that we can plan for the things that we can't plan for, whether it be financially, we can plan ahead, uh, whether it could be emotionally, even maybe right now you're listening or watching this podcast and you're saying, hey, I, right now I'm not going through a, a chaos or, or I, I maybe can't relate with everything you're saying, Jonah, but I'm, I'm, I'm investing in you know learning about this and growing in this area because I know that one day I will have something outside of my control happen. There's ways that we can plan for things to happen, but at the end of the day, there are things that will happen that we necessarily can't plan for. And this season that I'm in right now is a, is a season I never would have planned on. I've shared it before on this podcast, but I remember exactly when I fractured my ankle. I, I got down to the ground and the pain was immense. But in that, I knew in, in the back of my mind, I knew, okay, wait a minute. All right, Lord, you were here. You knew this was going to happen. You were present. Just lead me through this. You know, like anything else in my life that I go through, whether it be good or bad, Lord, just lead me through this. And he has. He's, he's led me through everything so far, and I know he will lead, you know, the days to come. But right now, as I'm recording this, I've recently been cleared to start physical therapy. These last two months, I haven't been able to put any weight on my leg. And besides just being able to put down my leg a little bit while I'm like sitting in the chair right now, I, I haven't put any weight on it. So I literally have had a leg that I haven't used for two months. Anyway, so I'm, I'm in there. I'm in the doctor's office. The doctor comes in. He goes over the x-rays and, and he gives me good news. He says, look, I, I feel like this is healing really, really good. But now this is where the hard part begins. And I knew what he was about to say. I knew that he was going to start talking about physical therapy. And I've kind of already started to prepare myself. I've heard stories from other people going through physical therapy and he says exactly that. He says, yes, yeah, right now you're going to have to start physical therapy. But then he proceeds to look at my crutches that I have on the wall. And I'm, I'm sitting there on the bench and he points to the crutches. He says, hey, I, I need you off those crutches, you know. And he's like, hey, you know, honestly, today from this point on, uh, you don't need to be on your crutches. And as he said that, I was just kind of like taken back because ever since I've seen him from the beginning, he's told me to use my crutches. But now he's saying, okay, get off of your crutches. You know, no longer can you be on your crutches. And it was kind of funny because I wanted to be like, well, you know, couldn't you have kind of prepared me for this moment instead of just throwing me into the deep end? Because the, the couple of weeks before I met with him the last time, he told me, hey, don't put any weight on, on your foot. 
But now he's like, yeah, put weight on your foot. And, and it's not necessarily that easy. But he was just like, hey, hey, you know what? You know, I know that that might be hard. So I'll tell you this. You can use your crutches today. But tomorrow, you won't be able to use your crutches. And even that, I laughed because I was like, oh, wow, thanks. You know, thanks for giving me a day to transition from being on crutches to being off of crutches. But again, it's not that easy. It doesn't work that well. So as I was leaving the doctor's office, I just was kind of, all right, well, here we go. You know, like I, I'm trying to imagine what it would feel like putting pressure on my foot. And as I was leaving the office, I just kind of did a little test to try to see, okay, well, you know, maybe it is a lot easier than than I thought, you know. So as I'm walking out, I start to put some pressure within my left foot. And I start to put pressure and I start to alleviate more of the pressure off of my arms on the crutches. And I start to, again, put more pressure on my leg and start to fully rely on it. But as I do, I start to feel the pain. I start to feel the pain. And immediately, as soon as I feel the pain within me, again, within us all, when we feel pain, we kind of jump back from it. We, we want to stop what we're doing in order to stop the pain. And I did exactly that. I put the pressure on my foot. I felt the pain and I took the pressure off of my foot and I went back on my crutches. And immediately I started having all these thoughts of like, man, oh my goodness, this is going to be rough. Like, oh, you know, I feel like I'm doing damage to my foot, even though they tell me to, you know, walk on it and that there will be pain. You know, the doctor promised that there would be pain. But he also, you know, acknowledged that like, okay, like there's going to be pain, but like that doesn't necessarily mean to stop. That's a sign that like there's still work to be done. And so I get into my car, I put the crutches next to me and I kind of just look at the crutches. I'm just like, wow, you know, I've been on these crutches for so long. It's kind of weird to imagine that there will be a day where I'm off these crutches. I couldn't help but think as I was looking at my crutches, just how much crutches that we as humans rely on to get us through the difficulties, even the pains and, and the, the, the healing processes that we go through. I know that within me, I can identify many crutches that I rely on. One of the crutches that I rely on, as I feel like many of us, if not all of us can relate to this, one of the crutches I rely on is people. I rely on people to kind of be a crutch that I can kind of lean on when things are rough, when things are difficult. I, I lean on people and, and, I, and my hope, or if anything, my desperation is that, okay, well, they will help me in what I lack and they'll fill me up so that I can, you know, not have that pain, not have that difficulty, not have that chaos. So people is a, is a crutch that I know I can rely on and lean on. And some seasons, sometimes I rely on them really, 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 really hard, a lot. Just like my crutches right here that are right in front of me as I'm recording this, that I look at these crutches and there are times, there's moments where I'm walking that I might have to put even more pressure on the crutches. For instance, these crutches, I've used them so much in these last two months that one of the legs of the crutches, there's like a rubber tip on the bottom that helps give it grip on the floor as I'm, as I'm walking and, you know, using it. But there's a rubber tip that the metal within the crutches push through the rubber tip that no longer does the rubber tip touch the floor, but it's almost like it's been pierced by the metal rod of the crutches that when I walk on things such as tile or something slippery, that I start to I, pretty quickly and, and pretty violently, I lose all grip that I have within those crutches. And in reality, there's been many times that I've been on the crutches 
that I've almost, because of the crutches, have, you know, broken or, or fractured or sprained my other ankle, my good ankle. And it's all because I've been on these crutches. And it blows my mind because these crutches, the, the purpose of these crutches, in my mind, is not to harm me, but to help me heal. But in reality, these crutches at different times have, if anything, been more of a hindrance than a blessing. Another crutch that I can think about, especially during the season I'm going through, is drugs. I can think of so much about during this whole two months about how the painkillers that have been prescribed to me have been a blessing in a way that has helped me be able to make it through certain nights, to be able to get rest when I can't get rest because of the pain or the uncomfortability. But it's ironic because the same things that were crutches that I was leaning on to help me can easily become a detriment and, if anything, do more harm than good. You get the picture. As I think about the things that we lean on as people in order to help us make it through this life, my attention draws to Galatians 4, and there's this specific passage within this letter that Paul was writing to the Galatian church where Paul recognizes those things that we all, at one point or another, have leaned on entirely. And this is what Paul says in Galatians 4, verse 8. He's writing to the Galatians, and he's concerned about a couple things. This is what he says. Before you, Gentiles, knew God, you were slaves to so-called gods that did not even exist. So now that you know God, or should I say, now that God knows you, why do you want to go back again and again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? You are trying to earn favor with God by observing certain days or months or seasons or years. I fear for you. Perhaps all my hard work with you was for nothing. Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to live as I do in freedom from these things. I plead with you to live as I do in freedom from these things. A couple verses before what we just read right here, Paul reminds the Galatian church that they are no longer what they used to be, but now they are children of God that God himself has adopted them into his family and therefore they are no longer slaves to what they used to do or what they used to be, but now they are in the family of God. They are part of the kingdom of God. And then he goes on to say what we just read right here is saying that, look, you used to be people who were not of the kingdom of God. You, you were people that were known as Gentiles, which were not Jewish, and you were slaves to gods that did not even exist. Whenever I see or hear the word God, I always think back on a quote from Martin Luther. He was the one who nailed all of the problems with the Catholic Church and all of the hypocrisy, and he started the Protestant Reformation. Martin Luther, he has this quote. He says this, Whatever your heart confides in and finds comfort in, that is your God. Whatever your heart finds comfort in and confides in, that is your God. And Martin Luther is saying exactly what Paul is saying right here. He's saying, look, there was a time, again, because he's acknowledging that, look, you are no longer following all the things that used to find your comfort and the things that you used to confide in. Those are no longer what you are leaning on like a crutch. But now you are looking to God and saying, God, you are what I am being led by. I'm no longer a slave to those crutches. I'm a slave to you. I'm going to allow you to have your will and weight within my life. I'm going to use my body, my talents, my mind, my you know energy. I'm going to put it towards the things of you and the things that please you and the things that reflect you. 
and I'm no longer going to confide in and find comfort in all of the other things because all of the other things cannot fulfill me and satisfy me and, and awaken me and give me life like you can. So before you knew God, you were slaves to so-called gods, the things that you found comfort and confided in, that do not even exist. So now that you know God, or should I say that God knows you, why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? Paul's not saying that those things did not exist. What Paul is saying that the amount of weight that we were putting on those crutches was not fair because those crutches were never built to hold the weight of our heart and our mind. So he's not saying that those things did not exist. What he is saying, though, that those things were never made to fill the place of God, of your creator, savior, sustainer. And so now that you know that those things cannot hold the weight of your heart and soul, then why are you going back to those crutches and leaning on it like you once used to do? The, the moment that we lean on the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, we realize, wait a minute, I was created for you to bear the weight of all that I am, that you are the only one that can carry the weight of my body, of my heart, of my mind, of my emotions. You and you alone can have all of me and not only have all of me, but handle all of me and, and lead me in, in righteousness, within love, within purity. You know, I mean, the Bible talks about, you know, in Corinthians, it talks about how, you know, love is patient, is kind, is not self-seeking, is not envious, it doesn't boast. And all of those aspects, what Paul is describing is not just the concept of love, but the person and the creator of love, love itself. God is love. So once upon a time, before we knew Jesus, or even these Galatians knew Jesus, they put all of their weight on things that were never made to, to bear that weight, crutches that were never made to fill that weight. So whether it be gods of people or gods of things or power or position or wealth or maybe even be the, the gods that were that were made up in order to serve our purposes. So for instance, I think about the, the gods of the, the Roman time during the time that this was written. And so Paul is saying, look, like there has always been gods in the sense of things that you leaned on and that you worshiped. We're all, again, we're created by a God who demands worship. So therefore, all of us made in the image of God will worship. And then the question is, okay, what do we worship? So we're created to worship, but we were necessarily not created to worship the things that were not truly God. So he goes on to say that, okay, they are not what you once thought they were, but now that you have found the one true God, you found your creator, savior, sustainer, and that you put all of your weight on him. It's silly to try to go back and put weight on things that you know can't hold you, that can't give you that life, give you not only life here and now, but life abundantly, life eternally. And then he also goes on to expose it and say, look, not only are you starting to kind of, you know, flirt with what you used to confide in and find comfort in, but you're also starting to become a slave in the sense that you are starting to look at the things that once you used to put all your weight on and you're starting to become so dependent on it that you are looking at those crutches and you can't imagine life without those crutches. And Paul is saying like, why is this happening? 
You threw those crutches to the side saying, I don't need these crutches anymore. And you you walked and even though there was pain and you started healing and you started growing within your relationship with your creator, savior, sustainer, within Jesus, something happened instead of leaning even more fully on Jesus and committing even more and saying, okay, Jesus, I need to experience you even more right now because I'm even more heavy than what I feel like I once was, you know, what I first brought to you. I feel like there's even more being added on to me. So Lord, I, I just want to make sure that you can handle this, that, that you're strong enough, that you are, you are the one that I can give all of my weight to. Instead of doing that, you start to look to the left or you start to look to the right and you start to say, wait a minute, I'm familiar with how those crutches used to feel and how the ease was kind of taken off of me and how the pain necessarily did not have that bite that maybe right now I'm feeling. And we start to look left or right and we start to start to reach and start to flirt with the idea of, okay, well, what if I go back to the crutches? Then I won't have this pain in my foot or I won't have this pain in my heart or in my mind. I won't have to wrestle with these thoughts. I won't have to wrestle with this accountability. I wouldn't have to wrestle with the whole, you know, awkwardness of sometimes being within community of people that, you know, challenge and encourage and, you know, there's expectations and there's things that, that are asked of us and all these other things that come with just normal everyday relationships, you know, but instead I'm going to start to lean on whatever can bring me comfort and bring me just an immediate fulfillment in the things that I feel like I lack. Recently, somebody, I guess, feeling pity for me being on crutches bought me this scooter that I can put my bad leg on and rest it on there and use my good leg to kind of like, you know, pedal kind of like a skateboard or just like any regular scooter. They bought me a scooter where I can be more comfortable in working at the at the place that I work at the church that I work at. And it's awesome. I love it. It's so cool. It's so freeing not to, you know, have to use that upper body strength or even to put that pressure on the leg. And I had a moment at work where I needed to do something and I realized that it was going to be really difficult for me to do it on the crutches. So instead, I went to go get the scooter that I can use in order to get the thing done so that my hands were freed up. And that's awesome. You know, that's the purpose that that scooter exists was to, to help me. But before I knew it, I, I got done with what I got done with. And instead of going back on my crutches... I started going to my office on the scooter and I literally went into my office, got near my chair and I was about to get off uh, and then get back on my desk so that I can continue to work. But then it hit me. Wait a minute. I'm not supposed to be on the scooter anymore. I need to be on my crutches. I need to get on my crutches because eventually I want to get off of this scooter completely. And the only way I could do that is if I'm on my crutches and I'm able to start putting pressure on my leg and easing off of the crutches. And so I had that little moment of like a temptation of, well, okay, well, what if I just keep the scooter for the rest of the day and then I go back, you know, to the crutches and everything. And I know that this is a dramatic example, but don't miss it. We as people, we're no different than how I was earlier in the day when I was on the scooter just saying, oh, you know, going back to this is... It's not as bad as maybe it seems or, or anything. You know, I'm not necessarily hurting myself that bad if I just, I, you know, 
ease the pain a little bit or just kind of do whatever I have to do to get myself through this moment, you know, and at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, I want to be healed. I want to be good. I want to be completely off the crutches, but you know what? Another hit won't hurt. Another, you know, another moment won't hurt. Another, you know, compromise won't hurt. But at the end of the day, what are we doing ourselves? We're doing exactly what Paul is saying to the Galatian church. He's saying, look, why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? The crutches were never made for us to be completely dependent on. Now, I know in this example that there are people that need crutches in order to move. I understand that. But if God has given you legs and a heart and a mind and and the abilities to be able to live without crutches, why go to something that you don't necessarily need? And likewise, we were created with everything that we need in order to completely be dependent on our creator, savior, and sustainer. There's no excuse. There's no reason for us not to be fully the Lord's. There's no reason for us not to respond to what Jesus did on the cross with our lives. There's no reason for us to have a hardness towards our God. Now, many of you may say, well, Jonah, I've been through things. And where was God when this happened or that happened or all these other things happened? But at the end of the day, we wake up every single day. Right now, I can look outside my window and I'm like, look, Lord, you created us with a plan and purpose. And regardless of what I don't understand about you or regardless what I don't want to understand or what I'm holding on or the hardness that I have towards you or or all of the, the loves of my life and functional saviors, all the other things that I have to give up in order to follow you and to be yours and to surrender to what you did on the cross, like, regardless of all that, Lord, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be my one true God, to be the one that I live my life for, not a person, not a thing, not a position, not a title, not a power, not a, not a, not a stability or a comfort. That when we look out and we see the, the magnitude and, the, and the, just the beauty of our God, it, it just says something within us that we want to thank someone for this. Your life might be horrible, might be horrendous. It may be completely understandable why you lean on and maybe have leaned on certain crutches during your life or even right now as you're living. You know, I mean, goodness gracious, this year has been rough. (laughs) I'm not here to put condemnation on whatever crutch it is that you lean on because the reality is I lean on crutches too. I lean on things that I shouldn't lean on that I know like Paul wrote to the Galatians church. He's saying, look, I know that I know personally within me that I'm no longer a slave to the things of this world, but my life has been surrendered to Jesus. I know all of that, but I know within me, I still lean on crutches. Why? Because pain is difficult. Hardship is difficult. Uncomfortability is difficult. I understand that. I am no different than you, but we have to acknowledge as men and women that we were not made to stay on crutches. We were made to be completely dependent on the only one that can carry our weight. So heavy heart today, whatever it is that you came here with, I want to encourage you and challenge you. May we take time and say, Lord, here are the crutches that I've been leaning on that I know that I have been worshiping as functional saviors, as lowercase gods in my life. I've been finding comfort and confiding my heart, my soul, my emotions in all of these things. But Lord, at the end of the day, I repent because Lord, I know that nothing can hold me, hold my life, hold my heart like you can. 
that whether it be the God of politics or the God of, of you know, just different things in our, in our world or environment or positions or titles, you know, we've already mentioned it all, guys, but whatever it is, you know, Lord, I'm acknowledging it and I'm bringing it to you because I realize that this is just going to kill me. If I'm a slave to anything else but you, then I am going to be driven to death and decay and a life that is just less than what you have planned for me. So heavy heart, if that's you right now and you're recognizing that there are crutches in your life, as I am, I'm recognizing that there is crutches in my life. The solution is for a repentant heart to be there in order for us to go back to the only one that can hold us. Again, like Paul says, before you Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to so-called gods that do not exist. Right now, the first step in, in, in acknowledging these crutches that we lean on is acknowledging that they are not God. They are not the one that can hold me. And so may we call out these idols for what they are. They are idols. And, and let us have that repentance through acknowledgement of what those idols are. Call it out by name if you're driving right now. Call it out. Acknowledge it before God. If you need to call a friend and be like, look, I got to be honest, man. I've been I've been struggling in these different areas. These are the things I've been leaning on. May we do that. But first and foremost, before we turn on other people saying, look, this is what's going on in my world, we have to first do that to our God because he's the only one that can produce the healing within us that we crave. Then as we repent and we say, Lord, I don't want to go back to those crutches. I'm acknowledging that they are crutches and they are not the I am. They are not God. They are not you. They did not die and bleed for me. They did not give it all for me. After we acknowledge it and we repent, we say, Lord, help me. Help me not lean on these crutches anymore. Lord, help me be honest with you and with others. When we do that, then we go to other people and we put trusted people around us that can help us not go back to the crutches that we once did and start to have accountability, start to have community around us. And say, you know what, no longer am I going to live in secret about these crutches, but I'm bringing these crutches to light saying, you know what, these crutches have no control over me anymore. And I'm starting the process of healing by leaning on the only one that does. Heavy heart. In our process of healing, why do we go back to the things that can't? They can't heal us. They may make us feel good. They may take away that edge. They may take away the pain. But at the end of the day, the scooter that I used to get around in order for me at one time when I couldn't put weight upon my foot, I'm not at that season anymore. I'm not at that stage that served its purpose at a time. But I can't go back to that, leaning on it like I once did. It's just like when we're babies. There's things that we needed at that time or things that we relied on upon that time. But there becomes a certain time where, where that's no longer needed. And if anything, if we stay on what used to be needed but no longer is needed, then, then it just becomes a more hindrance. And if anything, it will lead to more of, of, a, of a slavery and not a freedom that we long for. If we've experienced a freedom in Jesus, why go back to the slavery of this world? It doesn't make sense. This world doesn't care about you. It doesn't care about me. That scooter doesn't care about me. My crutches don't even care about me. My literal crutches don't care about me. If it cared about me, it wouldn't have broke the rubber tip on the bottom, you know, and caused me to, you know, slip all around whenever I'm on different, you know, surfaces. It doesn't care about me. It's a tool. It's a tool. 
And what Paul is saying, that the things of this world is not a tool to get us to Christ, but it's a tool to destroy us. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10, we have a Savior, we have a God who has created us and that has provided a way for us not only just to have life, but life abundantly. Through Jesus, there is life, there is forgiveness, there is resurrection. (laughs) Why go back to anything less than that? Why go back? Why does it just to get the edge off? This life is hard. This life is messy. That's why why we should not judge one another for the crutches that we rely on. But there still has to be an accountability. If I was acting like a child, I would hope that those around me would say, bro, you're acting like a child. There's more. There's more that you are capable of than that. And likewise, we have a God that looks at us and says, look, apart from me, you are dead. But come to me, all that are thirsty and heavy hearted, and I will give you rest. Jesus goes on to say, look, if you allow me to steer you, then I will be light. I won't give that heaviness that, the, that all of the other functional crutches or functional saviors bring. You know, it's crazy. All of the crutches of this life promise to give us deliverance and and to give us healing and aid and they may for a season they might for a time but they they end up hurting us more than they've helped us many may go years feeling like you know what this is a blessing but then all of a sudden when that drop happens it has happened and i know those listening or watching this you can identify things that you used to lean on and you regret leaning on it like you did whether it be people whether it be things whether it even be false gods and false beliefs and false ideologies and false truths. We are all slaves to that which promises deliverance, but there's only one that promises deliverance that can deliver, and his name is Jesus. It's crazy. I feel like when I put pressure on my leg and I feel that pain, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. But that pain reminds me that I'm on the right track because without the pain, there can't be healing. And without the pain that I feel in my foot when I put pressure on it, and we all were dead in our sins once upon a time. But like Paul says, before you knew God, you once were slaves to so-called gods that did not exist. Of course, it would hurt when we no longer go back to that. But we start to lean upon the Lord and we start to know the Lord more intimately and more personally. Of course, it will hurt. We're in a world of brokenness, of sin, of decay. That's why we need to lean into the Lord through the pain. Not fight the Lord through the pain. Not push the Lord away. The Lord himself took on our pain in order for us to experience the healing. Jesus took on every beating, every whip, every word, every false accusation, all of your sin, my sin, all of our brokenness. He took all that on in order for us not to be just weighed down by that brokenness, not be defined by that brokenness, not to have the wages of that brokenness any longer. Our God knows pain. So may we lean on the wounded Savior the resurrected Savior, the servant of servants, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. May we lean upon him saying, Lord, you are the only one that understands this pain and that you can produce a healing and you will not drop me. All of the crutches don't understand your pain. All of the lies don't understand your pain. Again, we have an enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy, but our God wants to give life and life abundantly. May we lean into the only one that can give us life, Jesus, fully with all of our weight 
And when we do lean on the crutches, may we be quick to repent and acknowledge it. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. May we not allow the enemy to tell us that we're not worthy of his love or not, we're not good enough or all this other stuff. You know, because again, the enemy has half-truths. Yes, on our own, we're not worthy, but God deems us worthy on the cross. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I am not worthy because of what I do. I'm worthy upon the one who says that I am. Part of the healing is recognizing our pain and weakness. Part of my healing right now with my foot is recognizing there is going to be pain and I am weak. But at the end of the day, part of the healing also is recognizing that this is not all that there is and that there is healing to be found. There is a life abundantly that this pain is leading me through. Again, what the enemy uses for evil, the Lord can use for good. And I felt led to play this song. This is a song that I, I sing a lot that this is kind of like a song that's always on my heart. But it's by a artist, uh, his, his name is David Hodges, but the, the band that he was a part of is called Trading Yesterday. And, and he wrote this song during a really hard season of his life when a lot of the things that he kind of found his identity in, you know, specifically a previous band that he was in, he got kicked out and it was just a painful process because that band blew up. The name of the band was Evanescence. And uh, anybody that knows music back in like 2004 knows that Evanescence was like, you know, top of the charts during that time. And they released their first album and he gets kicked out of the band. And, and he's just there. He's like, okay, what do I do now? You know, what I, what I kind of like leaned a lot of who I was and what I was doing on has kind of been taken away from me and I feel shattered. And he wrote this song and the name of the song is Shattered. And I felt led to play this for you because I feel like a lot of what he talks about is at the beginning of the song, he recognizes the pain. He's honest about the pain. But then the beautiful part of the song is that he takes that pain and he gives it to the only one and he looks to the only one that can take away that pain. And he looks towards the hope of Jesus saying, look, look, I am shattered, but I know that you have a greater plan and purpose through all of these broken pieces. Than, than what I can see right now. And I'm leaning upon you because you are the only one that can hold this shattered pieces of my heart and produce a healing in it. And so I wanted to play the song again. It's by Trading Yesterday and the name of the song is Shattered. And I pray that this song ministers to you in a real and relevant way. Heavy heart, you are not alone. May we get rid of the crutches through repentance, through honesty, through accountability, and may we start to lean into the process of healing, even if there's pain, even when there's pain. And may we lean into the one who makes us whole. Yesterday I died, tomorrow's bleeding. Fall into your sunlight The future's open wide Beyond believing To know why Hope dies And losing what was found A world so hollow Suspended in a compromise the silence of the sound is soon to follow Somehow, sundown And finding answers Is forgetting all of the questions we 
Passing the graves of the unknown As reason clouds my eyes and splendor fading Illusions of the sunlight And a reflection of a light will keep me waiting love gone for so long and this day's ending is the proof of time killing all the faith I know knowing that faith is all I hold And I've lost who I am And I can't understand Why my heart is so broken Rejecting your love without Love gone wrong Lifeless words carry on But I know, all I know Is that the end's beginning Who I am from the start Yesterday I died, tomorrow's bleeding, I fall into your sunlight.